1: Today on the Cooligans, we are back after our soccer Women's Day special. We are finally back. There's just so much going on in segment number one. We're talking about U.S. soccer. We're talking about MLS, NYCFC against D.C. United in an absolute stunner. And we're also talking about Donald Trump
2: going to a soccer game <laughs> with the Kooligans. Oh, how kind of him to join us. Yeah, in second segment, man, we talked to Paul Tenorio over at 442.com. He's the Chicago B-writer for the Chicago Fire. Not the TV show on NBC. Why do they name it the same as the team? It's very hard to Google. Uh, he tells us a lot about what's going on there does he think they're making the playoffs if you guys are chicago fire fans you're not going to be happy with his results in
1: segment number three in Kooligan's Corner we announced the winner of the On the Volley Apparel Contest so it's so so exciting so make sure you listen to that Hope Solo has been suspended her contract terminated she does not want to go into work regardless if she's fired or not <laughs> Nacho Dejong is gone and El, so- El Salvador are-, are they involved in a match fi- fixing scandal or just mm. some guy who's like hey can you just like- take some guap yeah, just- <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> a like- bonus he's a little <laughs> yeah, put a little change in your pocket you'll be fine
2: <laughs> all this and more on this the- episode of the Kooligan's Kooligan! <laughs> This is Ian Joy, and you're listening to The Kooligans. That's right, it's The Cooligan. Yeah! What up, everybody? What's up, guys? Oh, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Cooligans. Oh my goodness, we're excited. We're happy. We're exhausted. We are very tired.
0: We
1: uh,
2: this there's been no rest. No, th- for the Cooligans. For those of you who've been following us on on any social media or our Facebook pages or just know us personally, uh, know that uh, the Donald Trump video has <laughs> taken over our lives. It has. Donald Trump has uh, ruined our lives. <laughs> as, as as he will. As so be. many people can say.
1: Yeah, and soon he will he will be ruining yours. Uh, so <laughs> we all know, uh, you know, unless you watch the video that we put it. <laughs> in little, which case he'll be enlightening you. A little preview of what to expect from a Trump presidency. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Welcome to the Cooligans,
2: Uh your favorite comedians who host a soccer podcast. That's right, squirt, squirt, bang, bang. That's uh, right. It's uh, out of context. That's very strange. No, that's right in there. <laughs> oh, that's all up in your context. Uh, there's been a lot of a uh, lot of uh, stuff going on, right? There's a, a international break. MLS plowing right through it. Yeah, like it, it, <laughs> just, it, it, international what? I didn't yeah. hear you. I'm sorry. I'm Well, I'm, you can <laughs> take a break if you want. We MLS baby. We're going to yeah. keep going.
1: Oh, uh, no, I'm uh, I'm too uh busy in the middle of uh, soccer games yeah. with
2: uh, uh you know, with a third of my players. Yeah. <laughs> we sully up in this bitch. Like we we going to land this in the water if we have to. Uh yeah, MLS, you know? Uh just plowing right ahead, uh playing some games. Kind of happy they did though. Yeah. Because I think you and I were a witness to, what I would say Outside of the home opener of the inaugural season, probably the most exciting um, NYCFC game. Well, I know we're going to talk about that in the, in yeah, the, yeah. In the, in, in the coming moments. But uh, great, you know, so I'm kind of happy they're playing. But the, some of the players that weren't at that NYCFC match that play for the U.S. Uh, no, really?
1: No, there weren't any
2: U.S. players that were, right, that were gone. I'm from, saying some of them that don't play for <laughs> NYCFC that are on. Yes, yes, that secondary oh, in, in, squad in MLS. Yes, right. Correct, correct. So uh they wore, they were, they wore, they were with a United States men's national team playing against Saint, the soccer powerhouse. The soccer power, yeah. Uh, ranked, what, 155th, some, something like that? Not bad. Pretty dangerous squad. Yeah, uh, St. Grenadines. I think there's
1: 156 countries. St. Vincent
2: in, oh. and the Grenadines. Yeah, I, I, I was
1: uh, you stepped on my joke, but, uh, you know, whatever. I what was did you say? I was going to say they, I, they're 155th, but I think out of, like, 156. So that's, oh, okay. you know, pretty <laughs> <Yeah>. dangerous. Great <laughs> joke. I'm glad we revisited that. <laughs> it would have been better at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be there, man. <laughs> uh, Saint Vincent and the Grenadines against the USA, and they played. Uh, you know, the US was playing away in. Uh, in I don't know if they were playing in Saint Vincent or in the
2: Grenadines. One of those. One of of it, those well, ones. here's. I think you know they mentioned during the during the broadcast that not all of the Grenadines are part of this country of the same of Saint Vincent and the Grenadines. Okay, some of them are Grenada, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. We've all heard of Grenada. I have. Uh, I have. So I guess these small group of islands were like Nah, play playa we join in St. Vincent. Okay. And so now uh, they, they played at a, at a cricket pitch. That's right. Yeah. It was, it was very odd to see them playing a big, big round, you know, sort of stadium mm-hmm. uh, or, or area is what it more looked like. But, you know, the pitch looked fine. I know down the middle was a bit hectic over uh, close to the midway uh, mark, but... I mean, uh,
1: it basically looked like the, the pitcher's mound at uh, Yankee Stadium. Yeah, yeah, you know? not...
2: <laughs> uh, I mean, which they don't play over, so I will give them some credit. But it, it was fine, and, you know, I, we beat them, what was it, 6-0 was the final? 6-0. I mean, uh, I you know... It's a game you're, a game you're supposed to win. I, this is the thing that bothers me. So many of these announcers are acting like this is the greatest win in, in U.S. men's national <laughs> team history. I mean, so what are the big names that finally got called up again and i will say finally because i think he's had a great season in mls sasha question
1: sasha question uh, of the new york red bulls uh yeah finally getting called back up he, i mean he has a couple caps yeah uh, back but, when he was with anderlecht you know yeah. he would get called up a lot and uh i guess he's he's felt a little uh neglected by Jurgen. And, you know, he made he made a name for himself. Obviously, he got into the game. I think they were ready up three or four nil.
2: Yeah, the game was over. And, yeah. you know, he comes out here and scores a brace, and everyone's flipping out. I mean, are we that impressed? <laughs> I mean, look, it doesn't You're hurt. You're playing against, like, you know, accountants and bus drivers. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, you know. If he came in against Cooligans FC and got two goals, would you be that shocked? I'd be pretty impressed that he was even on the pitch with us. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're, you're most impressed that he even went out there. He was like, isn't there a mercy rule at some point? <laughs> but, yeah, look,
1: he scored two He got, he got scored two goals and also got two assists. Uh, his two assists were to Christian Pulisic. And also Pulisic got, in, got into the match and also got two goals and two assists to the person who, you know, he got the original assist yeah, from. Yeah, they all assisted each other. Yeah. yeah. I think that's like a weird... Version of a of a like a sexual sixty nine. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> all right. I was gonna say a black and white cookie, but you went there. You know, but it's good. You know, yeah. it's like a, a reversed. You know, kind it's of a little. It's a little something. <laughs> we gotta. What did, what did you have for breakfast? <laughs> Christian. Look, I don't look. I'm I'm just, I'm supportive of uh, you know whatever, however they wanna score yeah. score with however each other.
2: However, <laughs> it's just getting liquid out of your body, baby. Do it any way you want. But uh, it, it was not adults. It was impressive. It was impressive. Uh, I will say that Christian Pulisic, Pulisic's two goals and two two assists. Uh, were more impressive to me He did score two if I'm He did thinking. score two yes So that's more impressive to me Because you know He's young And, and there's pressure there He looked confident He, he was g- yeah. good goals Good goals yeah And they were They were impressive goals That to me came across As more impressive Like Sasha Kleskin Scoring two goals And two assists I'm like yeah That's what he's supposed to do Okay Yeah <laughs> The guy's like 20 something years old You know Pulisic is out there. What is he? He's going he's, back in age. He's, he's 13 seven, now, he's 17. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a kid. He is a child. You know, he's playing against men. That's impressive. Okay. All right. Wow. All right. Well, I got a bigger question. Where was Landon Donovan? I mean, <laughs> anyway. uh, st- you know what?
1: I don't want to even uh, Sasha question. Yeah, he has uh, like you know, we we go to the to the New York Derby and 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 right. and, and it's interesting how to handle that sort of emotion because it's sort of the first time I've ever felt like oh, there's a player on the men's national team that. In at club level, I'm like I don't want him to do well, right? right, right and I'm right, just right. generally not supportive of his career like, or any choice he makes, right? right? But when but when I watch him on the men's national team, I'm like, there's a, 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 a that that is
2: that subsides. You let that go, right? And I, it goes back to the old adage of love the badge, not the player. You know, mm-hmm. the, the badge on the front, not the name on the back. Although the men's national team doesn't use names anymore, mm-hmm. um, they still no, they have use their yeah they they put there. their names back on. Um, that's right. The Wanda had the extra W um, a while ago, but. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't feel I, I didn't feel conflicted in any way, shape or form. Um, I will say, though, if like Yedlin had like caught on at at Tottenham, watching him play would annoy me. You know what I mean? OK, yeah. I but see that. being that it's the Red Bulls, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I sort of know I see him all the time playing. You know, what I mean, it's not like a big shock when you see him where like, you know, we don't get to We don't get a chance to see the Premier League as much as we'd like. You know, it's not always on the news and it's not everything ever all over the place. You know, I feel like MLS or some of that stuff, maybe, you know what I mean? We get a little bit more into it because, you know, we're around it more. So it's not as much of a shock. I knew he was going. Okay, there you go. You know, well, uh, I believe they uh, the U.S. is playing against
1: who next? I don't Uh, don't remember who they're playing, but they're Trinidad and Tobago. Trinidad and Tobago. SACA
2: Warriors. And if they
1: win that game, they are out of the hex and, and they'd be at the top of the group. And, uh, they'd be in the hexagonal. isn't? Aren't they already? No, this is not the
2: hexagonal. Yeah, they're going to go, yeah, yeah, go yeah, into yeah. it. and uh, This is so confusing. Yeah. Yeah, this is very confusing. <laughs> but we we're already qualified to go in the hexagonal, but we would just guarantee that we finished at the top of the group yeah. on the way into the hexagonal. But now everyone seems to think that we would be better off losing to Trinidad and Tobago because of how that would affect everyone else. And, you know, okay. Well,
1: uh, like Canada no, yeah, the, I guess and El Salvador and all bi- that, the biggest takeaways were yeah, obviously, Lutas. uh, the biggest takeaways were the goals from, uh, you know, those, those two players from Pulisic and, and question just cause yeah, they don't really get, you know, they, they don't get to start. They're not either, or they're not, you know, playing very often. So that's a, it's a good sign. And I don't know if, uh, maybe for question, it, it's a, it's a, puts them in good graces with Jurgen. It'd be interesting if they brought him back for more qualifiers. Yeah. And you're yeah. right, if he paid if he played badly,
2: it would be much more news than if he didn't play really well, which he did play really well. So. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, on to do you think he deserves? Actually, that's a great question. Do you think he deserves uh, more call ups?
1: Given the MLS season he's having, yes. Yeah, I yeah, agree with you. Can't, you can't take it. He's he's what like the assist leader, I believe, uh in the MLS, uh, and he's just. He's just a rock. The Red Bulls wouldn't be where they are. Look, in, early on in the season they were having uh, uh, some struggles. Bradley Wright Phillips wasn't putting it any away. Yeah, that's right. And Question was probably the most stable yeah, player. Question
2: and Grella have been their uh, sort of big.
1: Yeah, players. If, if McCarty didn't get hurt,
2: yeah, uh, I think they would be a little bit
1: more. Uh, stable than than, but he look even since McCarty's been hurt, they've still, they still seem to be fine. They seem to be getting victories. They're in second place in the East, one point behind NYCFC. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of MLS, let's oh, what a weekend. Obviously, international break, we don't have to pay attention to all the European yeah. garbage. Uh, well, a couple people <laughs> scored against a couple people. We get it, bro. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, but, man, MLS was—what a, what a week. It's been uh, exciting. I mean, just that NYCFC match. I mean, it was hard to focus on the game. It was because we were, we were at Yankee
1: Stadium watching the game, uh, and obviously we were preoccupied. We were working on the Trump video. Yeah, so we
2: brought— So, if a, you, yeah, if you don't know— We brought Donald Trump with us to the game, basically— the, we brought Donald Trump. I mean, there's really no else. <laughs> I mean, to there's put another
1: thing. There. So, I mean, there's a it it uh, it's a Donald Trump impersonator, but right. he is a comedian, very funny comedian, JL Covant, JL Covent so funny. Uh, he he does the, one of the best Trump impressions
2: in the world. I mean, without yeah. doubt, so so funny. And I mean, it look it's one thing to do it on camera when you know you could do take after take after take. Yeah, this dude spent the entire match. Yeah, they, and then a long time afterwards. As and in the character of and answered questions on the fly,' Daniel Day. Lewis, yes, for sure of, as Trump. yeah, real Meisner. Uh, real Meisner. <laughs> uh, it was uh, uh,
1: surreal. He he was Trump not just when the camera was on. he was Trump for every
2: single soccer fan that approached them that wanted to take a photo. and there there was such a weird mix of people who were enjoying it. And people who were just mad, (laughs) someone threw a bottle at us. (laughs) Yeah. And look, I mean, you know, we, we said it and I don't know if it made the video, but we said in the video that, you know, and first of all, I don't think it matters what your political leaning is. I mean, it's soccer, you know, but yeah, we brought him for a specific reason. We knew it would be funny Mm -hmm. and we wanted to make a video, you know, and, uh, you know, and I don't care if you, if you like him or if you don't, that's fine. Uh, We both kind of don't agree. I think we can be pretty open about that. I know we don't talk politics on this podcast, but we don't agree with almost anything he says. (laughs) We're we're literally two Hispanic
1: people. It'd be crazy if we did agree.
2: (laughs) I mean, even when he says hello, I'm like, I'm not sure if he means it, you know, (laughs) but, uh, you know, um, and I know Hispanic people that don't care if Mexicans are allowed in the country or not. There's a lot of them, but Mm -hmm. anyway, long story short, and you side with whoever you want. I don't care. Um, I can talk to you if you're a good person, I can talk to you. Uh, but There were people that were like laughing about it, like, oh, this is funny. Yes. And then there was a few people who yelled at him as if he was really Trump. It was like, this is my opportunity to tell Trump, to give Trump a piece of my mind. Here's all those things that I've been
1: holding in. Oh, my God. It was just like this pent up aggression and just seeing him who is and it's clearly not him. Right? Yeah, it's so obviously <laughs> it's so not obviously him. so obviously not him. Right. And, and but they use this time to be like, this is my only shot yeah. to finally let him know. And, and, and that's, the, look, there were some people who were playing along and having a good time with it. Right. But there were some people who were legitimately upset. Yeah. Furious. And, and, like, <laughs> oh, finally
2: he's here. <laughs> now I can talk to him about that damn wall. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was so crazy. And and that's like, you, you know, and it really says a lot about sort of like the, the political, uh, uh, arena right now yeah. ab- ab- about how I mean, s- like Polarizing. severely yeah. divisive. Yeah. it is. yes, one hundred percent. Look, we're in New York, and obviously Trump is
2: not. There is not going to be. You know, we see Trump stickers. You know, from time to time. Sure, but for the majority, uh, n- no one likes it. Yeah, there's some Trump supporters here, but you know, being a Republican in New York is like being a Democrat in Mobile, Alabama. Doesn't bother. Uh, but but I think the thing that surprised you are not going to make, make, the, gonna make a dent. The, you know? th- the thing
1: that surprised me was like the you would th- I, I thought more people would be apathetic. That's really what I thought. I was just like, oh, it would be like, oh, funny. I don't care. Whatever. Just ignore him. But no, were people- you, I think you forget how much drinking goes on
2: <laughs> at these sporting hey, events. We're at a soccer game. Yeah. yeah. Was- I mean, there was one dude who I know is Mexican and he was doing like air, sort of uh, masturbation, you know, uh, you know, and then throwing it. Yes. 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 I mean, that that is a common political tactic. Yeah. Very well. I've seen it at several of the presidential (laughs) debates all over the RNC, Uh, (laughs) especially if you were on Craigslist during the RNC Uh, and you happen to be a male escort. Uh, But it was just amazing at like, just like the immediate vitriol anger Like the, the immediate Just looking at him And it's in instin- Your brain it's, makes the connection yeah, That's a Trump Instinct Impersonator I- instinctive. But you're like That's Trump I see Trump <laughs> Here's how I would react If I saw Trump
1: That's right Yeah And then it's like This blind rage yeah. Of like
2: It's like the Kill Bill Red screen Yay! Yeah or They just go yeah. I'm gonna let know Yeah And it's like Nothing else matters People were putting Their children down It was The one guy next to us Said that his kid Was an anchor baby If that's okay Like people wanted To move away from us It was hilarious oh my
1: god it's so great one of the best moments like in in in, you gotta watch the video yeah you gotta watch the video go to soccercooligans.com, go to our youtube uh, just watch it it's so so funny but it it, for me it was uh, definitively one of those like look uh, we've been doing the cooligans a little over a year and it it felt like that like we're we were building up to this important thing you know like it, it really felt like oh this is all the the time we've spent uh 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 you know do, doing the podcast doing the videos and all this all these like increasing our uh our knowledge of the game taught interviewing writers all these things and, t- and it, it felt like it was leading to this moment of like something really really spectacular it was so fun and that was definitely the main thing it was so fun and, oh and then on top of that
2: the game
1: was, was unbelievable
2: was ridiculously exciting and <laughs> the funny thing is is like out of character, JL was like, hey, this is a really fun game. You know, it was like a fun match to watch because Mm -hmm. there was so much going back and forth. And it's so funny how he played it off Is like, you're lucky I was here. (laughs) This was probably the most exciting game. And he has a little bit of background in soccer. Like, he knows a little bit about the sport Mm -hmm. he played. So it was just one of those back and forth matches where I think you could hear the crowd's confidence. Like, oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, So if you you didn't see the match, um, uh, uh, NYCFC against DC United. NYCFC 3 to two uh it was just for the most part first half kind of slow yeah uh, the, the game itself didn't uh, uh sound uh uh you know it, it there was it just didn't have a good like uh feeling it felt it felt a little too um oh i don't know i don't know how that but it felt uh, not dull dull's not the word that it felt like uh it was a little bit more like you, they More needed like, this like win. Tragic? They were they were in second place. They uh, you know Toronto uh, had had been playing well. They just they won their game. Uh, so NYCFC wanted to get back in in first. And, and that first half, they didn't look like they
2: they wanted. Th- right. That it looked like it wasn't going to be their match. Exactly. You know, and you, it was one of those things where you're like, oh man, you know, I know they play better on the road than they do home, but they've sort of had some like you know weird results lately. You want them to sort of come out and have all this energy. Yeah.
1: They, yeah. They, they
2: lost uh, last week
1: to uh, uh, to Orlando. Yeah Uh, Which again They probably should have At least gotten a point At least a draw Mm -hmm. For sure
2: So There was a uh, lot of things Working against them But I don't know What happened at halftime man Yeah Because (laughs) Was it Steven Mendoza Coming in for That was
1: a a big change Was it uh, it, McNamara At at halftime It was uh, 1-0 There was a, a goal By Lloyd Sam uh, which was it just seemed like uh, R.J. Allen didn't track back fast enough and or just maybe forgot how fast right. Lloyds having was. a
2: former Red Bull score against you Sam it seemed a little karma. yeah, but like, it was a
1: great through ball uh, and and they got uh, they got the goal. so it, it it seemed very deflating, right? Right. And then in the second half, I mean, it looked, the last fifteen
2: minutes of this match were just, psychotic. Right. And I know we, we try to stay away from only talking about NYCFC, but this was the most exciting no, match.
1: By far. Yeah, by of far. the week.
2: So, uh, you know, one of the things that really surprised me was Five minutes of stoppage time. Everyone, in the, everyone in the stands really believe that sort of the, the the you know the the official was on their side. You mm-hmm. know, five minutes of stoppage time, and then all of a sudden they score in stoppage time, right? Yeah, and they draw, and we're like, oh god, well, yes, yeah, yeah. uh, DC scores, yeah, DC scores, draws equal, you know, and they get the equalizer on a, on another set piece. By the way, it's just frustrating, and it's like here we go, and then Frank Lampard would not have it. Yeah. And I gotta give a lot of credit. Uh Kyrie Shelton, who we have panned left and right, uh, who who we've called soft on this podcast, who we like. We like him very well, but we didn't think he was playing up to snuff.
1: Yeah, neither did Patrick Vieira.
2: Yeah. And then he comes in, he cuts that wacky ass hairdo. <laughs> he just straight looks like a Dominican <laughs> dude ordering a chopped cheese. Okay. I like it. Yeah, I was like, Is my cousin why is my cousin yeah, on the yeah. field? Oh, yeah, are hey hey, yeah. uh, hey Diablo. Yeah, yeah. So, you got your homie out there texting he's wearing sandals uh, are you playing in sandals yeah. Player? Kyrie yeah, yeah he was he, i mean he is re, was responsible
1: for the for the two goals he was responsible
2: for that victory two assists yeah he's integral and let me tell you something one of the most shocking things forget the two assists forget the fact that he actually took players on which was shocking he fought for that first. Uh, you know, assist of his. Yes, he fought for the ball. He would never have done that in the beginning of the season.
1: Yeah, it it, it was interesting because uh, Kyrie also doesn't. Uh, you know, he's 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 fast and he's yeah, and he's athletic and and that's you know big the, guy. Yeah. So these are the, the, his his strengths. Um, but when he he came into the match, it, it's it's odd because he doesn't really look like he's uh he he's he's sort of like a like the uh, Usain Bolt. Uh, where, you know, when during the Olympics, Usain Bolt was like running and then smiled right cuz he like right. he, he looks like effortless it's, it looks effortless
2: like and, Kyle Laren is another one of those guys who him and Mesut Ozil they both look like they're not even trying they're not and that's sort of, <laughs> like I, I, you get angry until something happens you're like oh that's right they're genius and the yeah. thing Kyrie looks he doesn't look like
1: he's running that fast no but it just seems like everyone it's else looks like he's running
2: on his tippy toes you're like but, man up a little bit here.
1: but you notice you only notice he's fast because the other people are slower yeah, you know what yeah, i mean yeah, like yeah, it, it's yeah. you don't really notice uh, visibly like he's like trying hard but then but if you were probably on the pitch right next to him you're like oh my God, God, this dude is fast, yeah.
2: fast as hell. It's like a like a race car. You know, like on TV, they don't look like they're going fast. Exactly. You ever go see it in person, they swim by you and you're like, oh, my God. But, yeah, look, uh, uh, it, it, it's a clear, you know, um, result
1: of like Patrick Vieira saying, look, you're not maybe you're not working hard enough in training. You are you
2: I'm not seeing the progress that I want to see. You're not going to play. He didn't play for like a month. No. And you know what? A lot of players get that. A lot of players are told, here's what you're not doing. And not everybody goes out and works on it. And yeah. then actually can, you know, execute that during the match and have it be the reason we win. Exactly. I mean, look, Frank Lampard with the stop and, you know, the the the, the stop and pop, if you will, great amazing you know and and we're all very happy about you know uh we're all very very excited about lampard and you know no one's booing him anymore he's a savior of the team <laughs> he's
1: totally, fine yeah. he's a hero now yeah, well, yeah, he's, well, he has, has he not swayed you but <laughs> i mean we get it you know we get where he's at you know and i, I think it's so great how great of a story is that it he was is literally being booed uh, early on this season and now i mean look i personally i was i watched his his game winning goal I mean, I think I've already seen it like 40, 50 times. It's just, just, to me, it's such a great moment. And I also have footage of us celebrating that goal. Right. Right. Uh, I have my GoPro and everything. And it's literally one of the most just insane moments. And that rollercoaster game, right? They're down 1-0 at halftime. Then... Oh, I think it was like eight 75th or uh, uh, nearly the 80th minute. Right, Villa gets almost v- a gimme goal, which is Which great. is uh, a back pass from uh, from DC United's Sean Franklin, uh, which who doesn't see? I mean, I get Villa is like, they call him a like, gua; He's a kid. He's little. But yeah.
2: you're, he's a he's wearing a bright blue yes. shirt. Blue all over. You know, also, he's pointed the other way from everyone else. It was just a weak pass back to the keeper and Villa pounced on it. Uh, oh my and God. you know, it's funny, like in the last few weeks, we've seen Villa miss some of these shots. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not to say anything about him. He's still incredible. And, you know, everyone has the ability to go through a small rough patch in the middle of the season. He's a hero. So whatever he does, we're fine with. Yeah. But, he, right now
1: he's tied for uh, for the golden boot with
2: VWP. Uh, 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 yeah. With Brother Phillips. So. And, and, dude, I mean, he puts that thing in the back of the net. We're all excited. And then uh, they come back on, you know, they, they score against us. We score back again, right? No, 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 no. no we no, no. we yeah. score. We win. Lampard scored afterwards. Oh, my God. We're yeah, winning but this game. We're good.
1: The Shelton, uh, yeah. uh, he didn't give up on the play. Passed it in to Villa, which I think if... Uh, I believe that would have been a penalty. Uh, he did get fouled in the box. But the ball... I think the the, the ref gave advantage. Let the play go on. And Lampard... Uh, this, is the, the this is
2: the play, if you guys have seen the highlight, where David Villa gets the ball. And he sort of is trying to move it forward. It, like... Uh, you know, Lampard is running towards the goal across David Villa's chest, but Villa loses the ball on his feet. The pass was a little, the assist was a little too hard, which I'll give, you know, Shelton all the credit for. He's falling on the floor. Yeah. When yeah. He makes that pass. But so he, he's he, trying he, to push he, the ball ahead, but he sort of gets pushed down. Yeah, yeah. So the ball trickles right to Lampard. Right to Lampard. Lampard one times it right into the, the back of the net. Him, yeah. And it's incredible. It's, that, that was, that was. Insane, and then the second goal, which the, after that, so now we're up two one, and then they score and stop the Lamar, Lamar yeah. Nagle
1: on a on a corner, which header in a, a, a header in, uh, yeah, uh, Federico we, we, Federico Bravo, just like uh, like it seemed like Lamar Nagle was nine feet tall. Yeah, yeah.
2: Just, <laughs> I think like, I think Bravo actually hoisted him onto his shoulders. <laughs> the problem? Like, him I out got a little you, baby. We're playing chicken. What's can, going on? Over here? He was like, "Yeah, hey, Bravo, can I get a boost?" Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah I got you playing. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, I got to give, I got to give those guys all the credit because in the stands, we felt like this, this match is over. It's a draw. Uh, so deflating. five minutes of extra time. They scored, I think in the first, first minute and a half after, after, uh, extra time yeah. um, of, of stoppage time. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere. You Know we uh, we saw it as Sheldon with this incredible pass. I'd never seen a pass like that since RJ Allen's pass, yeah, yeah but it had deflected it, against off of, that, against the Portland Timbers, yeah, yeah, and it but it did deflect off of the uh, defender mm-hmm. and and sort of trickled literally right into <laughs> literally the way. most perfect pass, yeah. And instead of trying to force it around the keeper, he just sort of fake kicks oh. and just sends it back across his body to the left. And then there's all this real estate, <laughs> all this open net, and it was just incredible. And
1: Bill, Bill Hamid, uh um, uh,
2: I mean, he got yeah cut up. I mean, he, got, he just got crossed over. Yeah, and you know it's <laughs> funny. People were talking about like, oh, you know, Bill Hamid, you know, national team, blah 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 blah. Not playing. Nah, man. He he. Look, I, I don't want to. I don't think that loss is his
1: fault because uh, he he did make some okay saves. But I mean, you have to. He still that, took two to the face, though. <laughs> you have to give all the credit, for, especially that goal to Lampard. Lampard you know uh, how much pressure is he dealing with he's already only four goals back from the lead the the the
2: golden boot yeah which is so crazy that's wild out most of the season. He has nine, nine goals in like 10 matches. He should like win that. the golden shoulder and the golden thigh because he scored so many goals <laughs> off of those things.
1: Well, that would be a great bust. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why don't we, there was a couple other scores, right?
1: Yes, there were. Oh, one thing I did want to mention about the game after the game, uh, I, I did see Bill Hamid uh, in a car driving away uh, from Yankee Stadium. Did you really? Yeah, I saw... I mean, it must have been three... It was three D.C. United players, uh, but I only saw Bill Hamid in the back seat, just angry, just yeah. angry-looking. I'm looking, at looking happy. <laughs> <laughs> it was just such a great moment. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, also, uh, Dallas against Portland. Uh, Dallas, FC Dallas, we, we talked... we. Talked about both of these teams at length. Uh, we've had days for both of them. Yeah, uh, but FC Dallas just solidified uh, themselves. I mean, it really looks like they're going to take the it's support. Their supporter
2: shield. Yeah. So FC
1: Dallas point. beat
2: uh, Portland uh, three to one and really looked dominant yeah. uh, uh it was strong and strong win at home you know they're a tough team to beat especially at this time of the season well,
1: even know. without Castillo, you would think they would like uh, like uh you know uh, be flustered uh, at uh, a little bit they seem to be bit. doing just fine oh uh, they do, uh, you know everybody uh, Mauro diaz uh, uh they just they look so uh poised and they, they just there's so much young talent that
2: I you know honestly I don't know who's gonna beat them in the west no so I mean that's impressive I think another match was the uh you know Chicago winning three 0 against, against Phil- Montreal no against Philadelphia sorry against uh Union mm-hmm. Jesus um let me tell you something uh, Chicago they've got a long way to go but I think they have a shot at the playoffs right now. They are. They have. There's a possibility. They're, they're literally tied. They're in ninth place. Well, let me say this. We don't know anything about the Chicago Fire. <laughs> we do not. Uh, we know a little bit, but you know who knows more than us? I do know. There's a gentleman by the name of Paul Tenorio.
1: Paul Tenorio is great. We oh, we always share his uh, work. He's a writer for
2: 442. Absolutely. Uh, beat writer uh, for uh, the Chicago Fire. Not the show on NBC, which every time you Google Chicago Fire, you find out, <laughs> oh, good, a season five. Uh, <laughs> why do I care? Oh, I'm trying to look for soccer information. I'm like, why did I Google this again? Yeah, that's uh,
1: a, that is a little odd. They shouldn't have done that. Yeah. They're, they're, how is that allowed?
2: Why is that, yeah. MLS isn't suing the crap out of NBC right now. <laughs> why don't we do this? Not the show, but the team. Uh, or the club uh, why don't we come back after this we got a, a message from our sponsor we oh got, we got a sp- we sponsor got a, we got a sponsor i was gonna say i was to say Spans- yeah we got a sponsor <laughs> uh we got a sponsor why don't we come back after this a little message from our sponsor hey please buy this stuff uh they're actually paying us which is really cool this is the first one that's paying us but they want to see some sales so if you love the Cooligans, this message about to come up Take down all the information, please. Bye 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 bye. <laughs> uh, so, uh, why don't we do this? Why don't we cut out of here? Uh, we'll take a little break. And then when we come back, we got Paul Tenorio on the phone. Hey everybody, this is Alexis from the Cooligans. I'm here to talk to you a little bit about Mac Weldon. Now, these guys are pretty cool. They've given a promo code for our fans. If you use the word Cooligans and on MacWeldon.com, that's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N, you guys are gonna get 20% off. Now, some of you are asking, what is Mac Weldon? I asked the same thing, I've heard of it. I've never actually gotten a chance to use it. We got a pair of the underwear it is, they say it's the most comfortable underwear. They are not lying. It is the single most comfortable thing I've ever put on my body in that region. It is absolutely incredible. It feels like you're being hugged gently by like a really fat guy, but like a clean fat guy, someone who just got out of the shower. It's absolutely incredible. Everyone's like, I want my nether regions hugged by a clean fat guy. Well, this is the underwear to put on. Let me tell you something. They have like this netting so that it breathes down there. Whatever the material is made out of, by the way, it's supposed to be like non-stinky, right? Like it, it can't smell. And I said, you know what? If anyone could beat this thing, if anyone could break it, it's me. I wore this thing for over 36 hours. And let me tell you something. I took them off. It was sweaty. It was stinky outside. It was still hot. I took them and I threw them at my wife and I said, smell those. And she immediately said no. And I get why she would say no. I usually smell down there. But uh, she sa- I said, listen, this is supposed to not smell. Tell me if it's true because I'm going to smell them and I can't tell. So she smelled them and she said they are not smelly. She goes, and in fact, her exact quote was, I know what you smell like down there and these don't smell like you've ever worn them she's like these are amazing do they make them for women that is an actual quote from my wife who if we've been married for 10 years she knows what I smell like alright uh, and let me tell you something these are absolutely incredible I don't know what they're made out of I think the mirror station is made out of these really really comfortable I got a pair of sweatpants you can buy more than just underwear go to MacWeldon.com. W- uh, I'm sorry www.mackweldon.com use the code word cooligans and that's going to get you 20% off and go buy yourself these single most comfortable underwear that you will ever buy anywhere. They're the perfect length. It's comfortable even around your body. You got to try them. They're absolutely amazing. They got more than just underwear, but go get the underwear first and go get anything else you want after that. And what you want to do is use Cooligans as your promo code and you'll get 20% off on MacWeldon.com. All right, baby, we're back. We are. Yeah, so this is the second segment. We teased it a little bit, mm-hmm. but here we are. We're talking about the Chicago fire.
1: There's, and you always get mad at me. I'm I'm like a little cautious about saying the word the the the, the name of this city because you always make fun of me for yeah, how. You I said
2: it again, and I actually <laughs> didn't want to say anything before our, camera, our mics turned on. I was like, he's doing it again. You have this cute, uh, this cute little Dominican boy way of saying <laughs> so it. I, I say Chicago fire no you don't you, you said it differently when you say it fast you say Chicago,
1: Chicago the Chicago yeah, fire yeah there it is guys. there it is
2: you say you say it like you're dancing in so Gator gator boots I <laughs> get,
1: I get very self-conscious but you know like I said I embrace it that's uh, you, you? this is how we say it. Chicago guys let's go let's go back
2: to Chicago <laughs> yeah, yeah you say you say it like you're you're an extra in uh in West Side story <laughs> but why don't we do this why don't we talk to someone who probably knows how to pronounce his city correctly <laughs> imagine
1: he doesn't that'd be really, <laughs> that'd be really embarrassing. Be
2: yeah, that'd be even better. Well, on the phone with us is not just a reporter for 442, but he's someone who uh, writes about the Chicago Fire. So, who better to tell us about the team and how to pronounce it than put your hands together, unless you're driving for Paul Tenorio, everybody? Hey, Paul.
0: Hey, well, it just makes me think of the fact that my mom always calls it Chipotle. Oh, <laughs> you you want to go to Chipotle? Chipotle. Hey, mom, you can't say it like that. That's not how it's pronounced here. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It's that's, 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 uh, what is that? It, Italian, your last name?
0: <laughs> no, she's like, I don't know what she's trying to do. She's, uh, Tenorio's Costa Rican. My mom is actually is Italian, but she works in the Hispanic community. She speaks more Spanish in her life than English, and and now she, you know, she's convinced that she's Latina, even though she's, she's a gringa. <laughs> yeah, and, I, know, uh,
2: I know a few of know, those.
0: Everything like, like it's a, you know, if it's a Spanish word, is she saying it the right way, no matter if it's Chipotle or anything else? Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah very that, funny.
1: I think that, that there's something with the word Chicago that my my Spanish speaking brain can't like disassociate it quick enough So because I just... in
2: Spanish it is it is Chicago yeah but you're saying it. you start off in Spanish and end in English well maybe we can just you can just stop bullying me about that it that could be it maybe, I'm, I am, that, I, am, that, I, am I speech be... shaming you I'm so sorry you're gonna have to write a blog about it on salon.com uh, but speaking of the Chicago Fire uh, kind of a crazy season so far I mean you were sort of written off especially after how terrible last season ended um, or just went you know you guys were sort of written off why don't you tell us a little bit about how um sort of the season is going now there's a slight very slight chance you guys might maybe make the playoff you're certainly making a push for it
0: yeah it's it's been um it's been an interesting project to watch unfold here in chicago i think that the expectations were um and are high because anytime you bring in a new regime you want to see success right away but that didn't happen and and i think it was a little unrealistic to ask for it to happen but as they've added more pieces over the course of the season um you're starting to see things come together a little bit better and especially in the last few weeks with the three nothing win over montreal a 2-2 draw with la that probably should have been a fire win and then this this last three nothing win against philly and that, you know, with that 6-2 kind of anomaly of a loss to D.C., which we'll, we'll just gloss over and pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> nice. To um, what the team's trying to do. But I think when you look at the way they've played in the last few weeks um, outside of that loss to D.C., which there were, you know, I think other circumstances that factored into that loss, you know, guys like Michael DeLue, Luis Solignac um, have, have changed the team and changed the way the team plays. And, and you're starting to see – more of an idea of how this fire team wants to look, how it's going to look, and uh, how they want to play, and and it's it has gotten them to a point where now maybe you can start to talk playoffs without sounding totally crazy
2: now you mentioned michael DeLue and Solignac. now i saw a highlight recently of Solignac scoring either a game winner or a goal at the end um people seem to really be uh sort of you know i i could see the city falling for this guy and and you know he seems to be someone that the city is really or at least the fans are are, are really liking tell me a little bit about michael delu because you know he sort of was under the radar as far as the signing as we're concerned we really didn't see a lot about it um comes from fc Groningen. um you know, uh, forward, but I guess more of a playmaker maybe, or is he more of a forward?
0: No, he's a forward. I think his most comfortable role is definitely in a shadow striker role as he would, you know, as he would probably prefer to call it. He he likes to play underneath a partner, which is why he's worked so well with Solonjic. And, and yeah, I mean, in some senses he, you could consider him a, a, a kind of more of a, a playmaking forward. He, he moves off of other guys' runs, but He's the type of finisher who is going to be the kind of right spot at the right time type of guy. He's not going to beat you with pace. He's not going to hit those uh, crazy um, 25, 30 yard shots all the time, but he is just terrible to have to defend because he makes those last second dashing runs into the near post. He's always seems to be in the right spot at the right time. And I think Um, Right now for the fire, he he has to be a little bit more of a playmaker as well because they don't have that yet in the midfield. Um, But I think what you'll see out of him as he grows with this team and as they add some pieces is that he's going to be a guy who can score in a high rate, uh, especially in the box cleaning things up.
1: One guy that I was uh, curious about, uh, just sort of his influence on the team, uh, Razvan Koscius, I think. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Uh,
0: coaches yeah.
1: coaches So he, great name. I, I so I I saw him play. I know uh, NYCFC played uh, the Chicago Fire the first uh, match of the season, and I was incredibly impressed because he he reminds me of uh, I don't know maybe um, Nacho Piatti a little bit. Like he just seems to be like like a player that's like. To, to to me, a little bit under the radar, but always like in the right position, always making sort of the correct pass. And he's a little, uh you know, sort of shifty and like so, similar to like Pirlo, where you just don't know exactly what his next move is going to be. So what, what is his influence on on, uh, on the fire?
0: My goodness, you're going to have to be his agent if you look at him like Piati man. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, look, I think Kochish has been a, a really valuable player for a long time he's a guy who played in the romanian national team so he's got a lot of experience at the highest levels of the game and um you know maybe slowing down a little bit more as he as he gets older but you're right he's very dependable in the sense of understanding uh most importantly probably understanding his role at times they've asked him to sit in deeper and be a number six at times they've asked him to be more of the box to box guys and he he knows where he has to be and what he has to do uh based on that tactical assignment i think the frustration maybe at some points this year has been, um, they need somebody who's going to be more of, um, a distributor, who's going to be able to step higher up the field and, and find that killer pass. And I think that's where his game lacks a little bit. Uh, you know, he's just not that player. He, he would pair really well with somebody like that and be a complimentary type player. And I think that's the problem is right now on this fire roster in central midfield, uh, there's a lot of, of players who are, are complementary to that type of playmaker and they just don't have the playmaker yet.
2: Yeah, and if you notice, I mean, you have such, I mean, the, especially for, you know, those of us who saw, I mean, a d- slightly different team in the first game of season against NYCFC. Uh, but one of the things that we were watching was, you know, just David Ackham just making these diagonal runs and these long pacey runs super fast. I mean, he's one of the fastest players in the league. Yeah, I mean, why, What you know, why, what are we doing, Chicago Fire? <laughs> that's your play every time.
0: No doubt. That was, uh, that's the way they played all of last year. Um, David is just, uh, insane. He's, he's crazy. When you see him get on the ball in space, the things that he can do, um, one-on-one with defenders, how quickly he can get from point A to point B with the ball on his foot, I think is, is what really sets him apart. And a lot of what the fire does goes through him. You, you look at the way that they set things up tactically, and it is with an eye on transition soccer, trying to find a common space. And I think that um, you know that changes a little bit with Solnyak and Dulu Now they are capable of of playing a little bit more of the buildup. But those two guys, they know they know that that David is the person that that makes everything go. They understand that if they can find him in space, it's going to lead to more goals and, and assists for them. And so a lot of what even they do on the forward line is is based around getting him in space. And you know he's a guy that the Fire are trying to lock up right now to a long term contract. He's under team control for the next two seasons uh, this year, one more guaranteed year next year, and then a, a team option, but they would like to extend him through 2020 and, and there are negotiations right now to do so.
2: Yeah. Cause he, uh, what did he turn down a deal or did the Chicago fire turn down a deal from Lee Gong, uh, uh club, uh, non, which, uh, yeah. which is obviously where, you know, uh what's his Alejandro name Badoya. bedoya bedoya that's where he just came from awesome jerseys i love the color scheme um but uh you know that's usually and you know we've talked about this on this podcast before with other with other B writers for other clubs it's usually a big deal when a club wants i mean that's great money you know obviously that that works in, in favor of your cap you get some of that money back w- tell us about that deal and how that didn't go through because we just assumed he was gone
0: yeah, no, I think it it kind of it didn't work at first because the first couple offers weren't even close to their asking price. Eventually, they got up to, uh, from what I what I was told in my reporting, was around uh, three million, more than three million dollars. Um, but again, they felt like his value is is higher than that, is more than that to them. Uh, I'm not sure what the number would be that would have made it, you know, go through. I think it's an interesting timing, right? For, for David, a common is representation. It's pretty good timing because if, if you have the team you're negotiating with, say, we're not going to take 3.2 million or 3.5 million for this player. Uh, then when you're sitting in contract talks, you say, okay, well, how much do you think he's worth? Right? Right. Yeah. Well, um, if he's not
2: worth 3.2, then he's got to be worth at least what? <laughs> 3.8, <3.9? laughs> Right. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So, I mean, that, that becomes the the conversation at the negotiating table. So, um, no, I think that, you know, look, the fire, I understand also in the position they're in right now to sell David Akam with in in the end of the European window with no possibility of bringing in reinforcements would be a very difficult sell to the fan base, even with as much money as they're bringing in. Um, if if Akam, he's with the Ghanaian national team now and, and started the other night in their African Cup of Nations qualifier. If he continues to play with the national team and start to get. Uh, some caps to help his credit, which is what prevented him from moving to England last offseason. You know his value is only going to go up. I think they understand that. Do you and, think
2: they have a you, know, you have a do you think that Chicago Fire have a legitimate chance of keeping him? If this is the case, I mean, you know, African Cup of Nations is every year, so they you know a lot of African players tend to get looks. You know, a lot of fringe players because of African Cup of Nations, it's every single you know it's always happening. But I mean, he seems to be someone who's clearly on Ghana's radar.
0: No doubt. No doubt. I think I think for right now, they, they feel they can keep him. I do think they will get offers every window as long as he keeps making international appearances and as long as he keeps scoring goals. That being said, if you if you sell him in January at a time when your window is open and you can go sign two or three designated players, it's a much easier sell in market than if you sell him in You know, August, and there's no one coming for the next four or five months, and you already have three open, two open DP spots, and you're already selling on we've got to get this right. Um, I I think it it could be a tactical play, but I, I do think that there will be speculation around where a comp ends up for the next two or three transfer windows.
1: All right. So let's uh, let's talk about the players that uh, you that we are comfortable, uh, you know, keeping on the roster. Right. (laughs) So so we were talking about uh, um, uh, Jack Harrison and Jack Harrison plays for NYCFC, but he was uh, originally selected by by the Chicago Fire. And he's got a picture with their scarf, right? Yeah. uh, Not it wasn't photoshopped. It was a real it was a real selection. Uh, But Jack Harrison ended up in NYCFC and uh, Brandon Vincent. Uh, was also, uh, you know, an MLS all-star, uh, you know, big deal. Obviously he's, he's playing well, uh, but you know, is there any, I mean, I guess, frankly, is there seller's any, remorse? <laughs> is there any real regret over seeing like, you know, uh, Jack Harrison with some, you know, MLS goals of the week and some highlights and, and just how well
2: he's playing. Is there any uh, regret for, you know, uh, letting him go? Especially in our market, it came across as though you really didn't let him go. You were sort of, your hands were forced to sell or to trade. Yeah.
0: No, I think that, Look, it's always easy to go back and and with hindsight say this trade is better. At the time, I feel like they believed that by by getting some allocation money and 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 swapping picks that they were helping themselves. I, anyone who watches MLS and, and looks at these players says, you know, Harrison is is probably the better prospect. He's played incredibly well. Uh, MLS is coming out with his twenty four under twenty four. He's going to be near the top of that list. Um, you know, I took part in the voting of that and I had him near the top of my list. So,
2: yeah. Who beat him he, on your it, list? It, it, can we ask that? Can we get a Kooligans exclusive? Who beat him on your list? Because I'm really interested. Yeah. You can just
0: say one player
2: unless no one beat him.
0: No, no, no. I had Kyle Larin above him. Uh and, fair. I Will, yeah. and I had Will Trapp above those well, are the two guys I had above him on the okay, list. So. Well in-
2: interview over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll never uh, anyone whose last name I can turn into trap lord real quickly, I like. <laughs> but uh Kyle Aaron is another one who God, I wish he was American. What <laughs> you know, that guy could find the back of the net without even trying. Um but uh back back to the Jack Harrison trade. Uh Did you know you sort of looking back, do you think he would be able to slot in because we play him on the wing here in New York? Do you think he would be that central uh, playmaker? Because there's been a lot of questions with the fans here in New York on whether he can be sort of a a central playmaker, which we really don't need him to be with the amount of talent we have on the the club in that position already. Do you think he would have played that role in Chicago if sort of you can go back and make that change?
0: Yeah, I think he could have. He could have been tried in that role. I think he also once they traded Igbo and Anike earlier this year to D.C., he could have fit in on that right wing. I think that's another spot they'll be looking to add a player. Um, he, you know, he, he's a very talented attacking player. He's got that idea in the final third. Um, you know, but he's not here. And now the key for them is to develop Brandon Vincent. They have to get him uh, playing at a consistently high level. I know he was an All Star, but you know, he's still a player who who has a long way to go. He's shown some bright spots. It's just not consistent enough yet for me. And and that's okay. He's a rookie. Not every rookie is going to be a superstar from day one. Not every rookie is going to be as impactful as as Jack Harrison or Jordan Morris uh, from the off. I just think that you know they they have a. Ta- it's very hard to find quality left backs. And if they can if they can develop and grow Vincent, uh, it it probably takes that scale of comparing Jack and and Brandon, and it and it makes it a little bit more even.
2: Now moving forward, let's just say this summer, Acom is is traded or sold You uh, mean this uh winter I'm sorry yeah this winter mm-hmm. uh this winter window he's he's gone um what type of players do you think and and then let's assume that the chicago fire don't make the playoffs and i want to talk about the playoff push um right after this but let's assume they don't right so now we're in the offseason david atcom is gone you guys got a big amount of money for him um what what positions are immediately needed and and you know do you want to stay because maybe you don't necessarily park the bus but you kind of play sort of that you know uh tight defensive line and then spring the attack on the counter um do you want to stay in that position do you think that's the future of this and if you do what type of positions do you think need to be filled or at least need to be focused on um, in this in this next uh, you know uh, offseason
0: no I don't I don't think that's the goal of the way they the, the fire wants to play long term right they, they need they need players that can possess the ball though so that's the biggest thing on the shopping list for me is one to two central midfielders who are guys that find the ball actively seek find the ball to dictate the pace of play and and I know that the two guys that have been reported to be high on their list as DP signings the guys they're looking for uh, to talk to our, our sh- two guys who can do that, Schweinsteiger, uh, who has proven himself over a, a very illustrious career overseas, obviously internationally and at the club level, Bastian Schweinsteiger, and, I, and Andres Guardado, who uh, is another player who a little bit younger than Schweinsteiger, uh, a little bit more of a connection, probably not probably definitely to the large Mexican fan base here in Chicago, uh, would probably cost just as much. So those are the two guys that I think would be very intriguing signings for Chicago, but also that's that's an idea of the type of player that they need to look for, uh, guys who can be box to box guys who are leaders who have a lot of experience and and who can keep them from being a counter attacking team that can be on the ball type of guys. If they lose a com, they need a forward too, and that's that's another DP type signing you need. If you're going to lose a guy like a com and what he does on the field, you need to go find somebody. Um, at that position, and, and it's probably going to cost you around a million dollars a year.
2: Yeah, how many DP slots does Chicago Fire have? And also, does Schweinsteiger hate not wearing red? I mean, it seems like in his <laughs> career, he's only worn red. What the hell's going on with that guy? <laughs> well, you- no, I
0: think they have two DP spots, so they they have some areas to fix. I, I think it would be tough to, to sign both both those types of guys, you know, but you've got some money to work with, and they've got some targeted allocation and general allocation money to work with as well. So right now, two open DP spots, probably room for one more targeted allocation money player, and now you're looking at a more quality roster if you can add that because then you've you, you've got three, you would have three TAM players on the team in uh, Kapelhof, Lou and the, the one you're bringing in, and then you'd have three DPS with the COM and the two guys that you'd add.
1: Cool. Well, uh, what you you mentioned uh, Andres Guardado? I, I I think I read somewhere that uh, Guardado that 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 Chicago has, I guess, the rights to Guardado, but I think he discovery maybe discovery rights. Yeah,
0: the discovery rights. Yeah,
1: but but he's like, where did you discover him? <laughs> <laughs> I but uh, I I thought he was going to sign with Atlanta United.
0: Well, as you know, in MLS, I mean, uh, a, team, a team that uh, is on another discovery list, you can always work out a deal with the team whose list he is on. So if Atlanta wanted to sign Guardado, they would have to send money over to Chicago. It could be the, the base, which is the minimum of 50000 It could be more. Uh, but I think you know the whole p- purpose of this is to avoid being in a, um, a negotiating war with two MLS teams. The league wants to try to prevent that from happening. And so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out because obviously Arthur Blank has some really, really deep pockets down in Atlanta. And if they if they feel like they have a chance at signing him, it's gonna cost some money, not just with his salary, but he's still got two years left on his deal at PSV. So there's gonna be a transfer fee involved as well.
2: So I mean speaking of Atlanta they're making uh, a lot of uh, news lately for the sheer amount of fans that have signed up for uh season tickets which you know uh fan support in Atlanta have never gone together in any sport they seem to be the most fickle fan base I think in 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 all of uh you know the US uh but they're obviously doing something right with the amount of fans which brings me to you know uh the Chicago Fire you guys won uh what was it there was an award for the highest ranking fan experience in Chicago sports but obviously being as far outside of the city as you are, there's a there's a few hurdles there to draw some fans. You know, can you just tell us about how that's been changing? Maybe some of the things that, you know, does it affect the, the, the team at all? Does it affect the club? Does it you know what's happening there to change that?
0: Yeah, I think that the stadium has a huge impact on the club, uh, the location of it, the lease um, that they had arranged when they built the stadium with the city of Bridgeview is uh, it locks in. It locks them in for the next 20 years. And and, um, the arrangement of of how that money, um, the profits from the stadium goes and and where the team can play, all of those things has an impact on the team, especially, as you said, because it's so far outside of the city. You have to drive to get there. Um, You know, the team has done a lot of things to try to bring in the millennials that we know make this league work, which is why now you look at the first soccer-specific stadiums that were built, Columbus, uh, Dallas, Chicago, that were built outside of the city – and you look at the ones that have been the most successful—Portland, uh, Seattle, Orlando—that are that are more centrally driven to the city, allow the younger people to come. Sporting Kansas City, another great example of that. Um, you know, it, it's a difference in philosophy that MLS recognized over the course of its existence. So, what they do is they have these pub to pitch buses that they go, they pick you up from from affiliate bars, and they drive you to the game and bring you back. You know, I, I've always said, you know, since I moved here this past year when looking at the situation, maybe it'd be worth trying to invest some money to extending the, the L train from Midway Airport one more stop out to the stadium. I don't know how possible that would be with the government, but, you know, it's definitely something that I think the fire, you know, the, the location of the stadium and how to get people to the games is always a focus of any team. And, and I think the biggest key to being, getting fans in your stadium is winning winning games. And, th- and that's what they've got to start with.
2: I mean, that's that's, you know, I think that's true for across the board. Even some of the teams we were talking to um, someone over at uh, FC Dallas and, and they sort of said almost the exact same thing you said, which is, you know, originally that wasn't the case. And now we know. And, you know, but we still have to get people here, uh,
1: well, you know, but on on camera. uh you know fc dallas uh games look way more empty than chicago Fire yeah being. way more yeah they <laughs> have a dramatic. much more
2: of a of an issue but uh i don't know where you live and i don't know if you necessarily want to say that on the podcast but are, are you closer to the central city what's the experience like for you to get to the stadium
0: yeah you know it's 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 interesting uh, right now i'm not right now I'm, I'm living in the burbs i'm moving to the city so i've experienced it both ways i, I live in a northwest burb where my my wife's family lives right now and it's about 30 minutes to get to the stadium on a weekend uh not terrible not not bad and then the other day i was at the the condo that i'm in the process of buying right now and i went straight from the inspection to the stadium during the middle of the week uh and it took me about 35 minutes so and that was from the north side of the city. it's a, it's definitely a farther drive if you live on the north side, where a lot of younger people live. You, uh, you know, people maybe the further north you go, maybe closer to my age in the early 30s, late 20s. The the south side, people that live on the south side, it's a much much easier commute. I would say I'd put it closer to like 20 minutes uh, on a on a weekend. That's but this
2: is all driving. Games. Yeah, the minute that you it's need. It's all, to drive. but
0: it's all driving. It's yeah, all yeah. driving. So too bad they know, can't the sign a deal with like Uber or something. Beers, you know, it's tougher
2: you would, maybe they could sign a deal with uber in the neighborhood or, or lyft you know to, if they have like tickets to the game or season tickets i don't know just a marketing idea that the <laughs> just, us the cool are throwing out there for you comedians figuring no, i think, figuring look, I think out. another
0: another easy option for people and, and again i think it, you know i don't i i speak like i would know the political you know the political waters you have to navigate through in any city are crazy but like i said right now there's an l train that goes from downtown all the way out to midway airport and the stadium is about I don't know, like a eight to 10 minute drive from Midway. And so some people take the L all the way out there and then take an Uber or they, they have the fire send buses to, to that L station to bring people from the L to the stadium, you know? So, so that's another way people can get out there, but I do think, you know, I'm sure I, and I can't actually speak for the club, whether they've explored this, but I was chatting with uh, my, my brother who was visiting this past weekend as we drove out to the game, and I thought it would be interesting to see if you could put the investment into extending a train line. But I don't know. I mean, shoot, I remember freaking being in D.C. and seeing how long it took to to build out the silver line to Dulles Airport. So, you know, that's a, it's a big project.
1: Well, the main thing is uh, every uh, Chicago Fire fan, please we, your congressman. Yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, get, that's make right. sure. Right. We, we well, actually, get... it's Chicago. Could you just send them an envelope with some cash? And uh, <laughs> yeah. that's how Chicago works. We're from New York. We get it. They're trying to build a stadium out here. You have any idea how many palms have to be greased? I guess. Listen, this has been an absolute amazing conversation. But uh, I guess final, uh, if we had anything that we could ask you, do you think the Chicago Fire make the playoffs this season?
0: You know, I think, it's too, I think it's too late in the year. I think it's a little bit tough. I do think that they're going to put themselves in the conversation in the final couple weeks. And to me, I think that's important for them. I think they need to get into that race with Orlando and D.C. and, and be in the mix for that last spot and New England for that matter. And I do think that's a possibility. Um, but after watching Orlando City up close last year, working at the Sentinel, uh, they kind of left things down to the last five games of the season, five or six games of the season they won. Five in a row, and ended up missing out on the playoffs in the final week of the season. And and I think it would have to be a similar situation for the Fire right now. So I I think it's a little bit too late.
2: Well, I mean, let's let's hope that uh, they can make a strong push just for the fans. And uh, as an NYCFC fan, I mean, don't care if you make it or don't. Uh, but it's it's good for the fans of Chicago. Um, and uh, you know, I thought last year we were going to get a chance to win the MLS Cup and be the second uh, team to win it in their inaugural season, which I know you guys did.
0: And I'll say this, I'll say, you know, I, I say, I think it might be too late. MLS has seen crazier things happen. That's and true. the fact of the matter is the fire one the other night, three, nothing. They've got two home games in a row now left Toronto and then DC. If they win those two games and they come out of that three game home stretch with nine points, they are right back in it. And, and the odds of being able to make a run and get into the playoffs get much better. So if we, if we did this call again in another two weeks and they had six more points, uh, you might get a different answer from me, and that's just the way MLS works.
2: Yeah, well, well, we, we're just gonna get a voicemail from Paul. We just yeah, you know, just screaming, "You losers! Yeah, we yeah. we did it!" I hope they make the playoffs, because then you know you're you're buying a condo. You just said. <laughs> I mean, you could use that little bit of extra scratch,
0: right? <laughs> well, listen, when I'm getting harassed on Twitter for saying they're not gonna make the playoffs, and I get the evil eye from from guys out of the stadium, then I'll probably have to leave you some voicemail. Oh, true you let me throw. My- under the bus what were you doing
2: yeah oh not a problem we're happy that you did we're gonna we're gonna talk about it a lot on social media um is there anything that you want people to follow you or uh read you on
0: yeah you can always find me on twitter at paul tenorio and obviously you know doing a lot of work working for 442 usa and i I really encourage people to follow at 442 usa as well i'm really proud of the work we've done on that site in in less than a year now of, of being around and uh trying to provide as much daily mls and u.s coverage as we can
2: Absolutely. And that's spelled out four four two, not the numbers. Um That's correct. Yeah, absolutely. And that's four four two USA, did you say?
0: Yeah, the Twitter is four four two USA and uh you can also get it get to it just 442.com slash US takes you directly to the American coverage.
2: Awesome. Thank you so much, Paul. Paul, thank you so much. That was uh that was great.
0: Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Right,
2: and for everyone listening, we'll be right back after this. Hey everybody! This is Christian of
1: the Cooligans, and I want to talk to you about Macwell. The Macwell that makes some of the best underwear you will ever wear in your life. It's incredibly comfortable. It is antimicrobial, uh, so it won't be stinky. All right, all our fans, all our Cooligans fans, will get 20% off if you use the code word Cooligans at. MackWeldon.com. I play soccer. I play in a Sunday league. I wear these underwear. And when you play a couple games of soccer, you, you tend to smell a little bit. Alright? It doesn't smell too... The hamper is not... it. The, the hamper is not very happy with you after you throw it in there. But this underwear, I promise you, it, it has some magic repelling powers. It will not smell up your apartment, your home, your, your mother's basement, wherever you throw your underwear. Uh, it is great. So make sure you go to macweldon.com and put the promo code Cooligans for 20% off our fan. Do that. Please do that. Go to macweldon.com and use that promo code Cooligans.
2: Thanks, guys. Yeah, baby Cooligan's corner. Cooligan's corner. Hey, before we start, somebody won a T-shirt. We, they did. Yeah, we had a little. We had a little contest going on. Just a little. You might have seen it on Instagram. Uh, today it was uh, on Instagram. Us and on the Volley Apparel. On Very the Valley nice
1: Apparel, uh, who have a uh, big uh, supporters of the show. Uh, go to OnTheVolleyApparel.com and you can buy clothing,
2: soccer inspired clothing. They make fly gear. Absolutely, but. They offered up a free t-shirt to somebody who won. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we put it all in our in our in a, in a spreadsheet, all the people that posted. Oh, yeah, we put it in like a giant database. It was yeah. a big server room. That it had was a- actually just one of those circular things like you see at a lotto, you know, when you go play bingo with your grandmother. <laughs> That's right. And we spun it around and we picked out a name and Kevin wins. Kevin Mott. Yeah, well, it's not, we don't know if it's Mott. <laughs> we it's don't know his last name, but... Like, at KevMott18. At Kev, KevMott18. Congratulations. At K-E-V-M-O-T-1-8. Uh, you won the On the Valley Apparel Cooligans Contest. Now, if you look at his Instagram, you will notice that he's a little different than we are in the sense that he's a Red Bulls fan. <laughs> That's right. And we are very uh, loud and proud uh, <laughs> NYCFC fans. But that did not stop us. That did not stop uh, us. I will not lie. At one moment, I was like, mm, maybe we should pick a different. <laughs> but we, we, will, we will honor it. And also, he's a fan of ours. And, uh, you know, just it seems like a nice guy. Uh, so you win the t-shirt. Wear it loud. Wear it proud. Because you know what? On the Valley Apparel is for everyone, not just NYCFC. <laughs> (laughs) congrats kevin uh thank you for supporting the show and uh we'll hit you up from instagram
1: and we'll connect
2: you with on the volley so you can pick out which of the three shirts you'd like that's right
1: so uh yeah and if uh you are ever interested in uh participating in contests like that make sure you follow us on all social media platforms because we're always doing different contests with uh you know different uh
2: makers and people who make stuff, cool soccer stuff. Yeah, I was going to say how you landed that plane, but you did (laughs) it very nicely. Uh, So again, on everything, we're at Soccer Cooligans. Pretty much on everything. All right, uh, but this is Cooligan's corner, so let's, we've got some news. Let's get
1: to it. We we had a we had a bit of a a break last week. We had an episode, but it was a it was a special episode, uh, the Women's Day special. So that one we didn't not record a podcast last week. So, uh, but this this is what happened since uh you know since we recorded that episode, Hope Solo uh, has been suspended and have and had her contract terminated with U.S. Soccer. She has no longer affiliated with US soccer.
2: I mean there's a lot of people that say like after the 6 months they can reinstate the contract and things like that. But but why the, the interesting thing is that you can, she can be suspended, but it's the it's the contract termination that is the thing that Took everybody by surprise. Also, then why suspend her? Just terminate the contract. Exactly.
1: Well, I guess you, if someone you, you says can't like, do
2: one without the other. You're not allowed to have half an hour lunches. You know. Also, you're fired. It's like, well, then who gives a shit how long my lunches are? <laughs> you know, from now on, yeah. you can't do an hour lunch. <laughs> also, you're fired. It's like, well, then what the fuck did you waste that first part for? You know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, what a terrible HR department. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're saying like... Even if you were to renegotiate with, uh, you know, women's soccer, the US uh, women's soccer, uh, whatever department division uh, use for six months, you can't then maybe that makes sense. But then why terminate the contract just to spend it for six months? It seems like a lot of back and forth. And it seems like they're trying to use her as an example. And, uh, you know, let's hope Megan Rapinoe survives. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> she's doing the whole kneeling down, which, hey, you know, look, dude, I mean, this is part of what this country's for, is for you to be able to protest. I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it
1: It's it's a bit um, surprising because Hope Solo is still the, the best goalkeeper in women's soccer. And she's up there in age, too, so. is older, but she
2: still has... Some time left. I mean, yeah, no keepers are good for a while, yeah. but I mean, this is probably like a nice break for her anyway.
1: Well, it it uh, it appears, uh, you know, after after the Olympics and after her comment uh, about Sweden uh, about calling them cowards, it, right. if it, it appears that for for the U.S. Soccer Federation and Siniou Galati, they were they sort of had enough. Uh, it's embarrassing. Yeah, and and there's been a couple of theories that I that I've read about why she may have uh, why they have why they were so harsh with her. Right. Uh, and one of them, which I, you know, I don't know how accurate or legitimate, who knows the exact reason, well, you know, what made them, uh, what led them to this decision. But some people are saying
2: that the fight for equal pay is the reason that why they were so harsh with her. I 100% agree with that and feel that that's part of the, why they're coming down so hard. It's like, oh, you just sued us. Yeah. Now let, let's get you back. Uh-huh. And I, look, I would do the same thing. I would be the exact same. I mean, I'm vindictive. I'm vindictive as hell. Yeah, and I think because of the, her comments, it, 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 it,
1: no one could really defend her anymore. Like, like you know, the, 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 Sunil Lata can make this excuse. Like, this is the reason we're letting her go. She's been it, too much of a distraction. Right, It's like you all saw it. So, like for the, it's not. It's it's like not a terrible PR move because she did something. Uh, you know, she she committed a faux pas.
2: Yeah, I see that. I could see that. I could see that being the case. And you know what? I, to be honest, I mean, I've, I've said this before and I'll say it again. We need people like her in the sport, you know, and I kind of hope she decides to, I kind of hope, uh, <laughs> you know, that she decides to just go solo and become like, I had to do it. I hope that I hope she becomes a, a commentator and you know, she gets hired by like a B in sport or something and she could just be as outlandish and wild as she wants. Be the female, slightly drunk Ray Hudson. <laughs> we need that. Well, she is, uh, she
1: is also a goalkeeper for the Seattle Reign in, in the NWSL. And I think they
2: canceled her contract. No, 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 she decided not to play she's she's not going she can she can play right her contract but her money is paid as Evan told us last week by the by the the Federation yeah. so how the hell can she still play that's a good that's a good question I, right. I
1: guess they must there must have been some stipulation where she was still allowed to play but apparently obviously I think if she doesn't play I think she still gets paid that's my presumption
2: why wouldn't she play because contracts terminated she doesn't have a contract but she can still play for for her club no because that was under her national oh, okay. team contract. Okay. i
1: don't know i i i what i've read
2: is that she made the decision to not play for seattle uh, for the rest of the season But then back to my Getting fired uh, Analogy That's like the person Who got fired going You know what Then I'm not coming Into work <laughs> It's like of course You're not You're fired But if you do come Into work You can't take uh, An hour long lunch That's it yeah. yeah I
1: mean we have to uh, Like look into The details of why uh, Or how Why was it such A simple decision To not go back To your club But that's also Yeah I, I still feel like That's a bit of a bummer To, to the fans Of uh, the Seattle Rain. Uh, like, Yeah no for sure 100% They didn't do anything They're exactly, like what are you going on a cowards Exactly so so, except the Portland Thorn fans. You know, you there is a little bit of uh, I get the obligation to your country and if your country may have slighted you in some way, you're still, your still your club is still you know, obviously not the main source of income, but it's still important and and she's such an important player to the NWSL that they're not having her there is
2: uh, uh, can, can really hurt the league. That's yeah, all. for sure. It definitely hurts the league. What uh, else is going on out there?
1: Nigel Dejong Jong is uh, going literally going out. Uh, he is out. He's of, breaking he, ankles <laughs> in another
2: country. <laughs>
1: he's, I think. I think basically he just uh, you know committed a murder and now he's uh, he, he's trying to escape. Yeah, uh, he, he he doesn't want to be extradited back. Hoodies, into the, sunglasses, <laughs> fake fake mustache. <laughs> Nigel De Jong uh, is sold to Galatasaray. Galatasaray in Turkey. Yeah, he is. Uh, he has left the LA Galaxy after. Uh, I
2: 20-something, 20-so yeah.
1: or so matches. Two-thirds of a season.
2: Yeah. Uh, and Which was like a great, great preseason training for him. You know? Yeah, you yeah. Know? <laughs> now he goes to Galatasaray. It was just a warm-up for yeah. uh, going to Turkey. I, you know what? Uh, you know, I'm happy he's gone. You know, he seemed like he didn't play all that well. No goals. No, no ass- goals. No goals. No assists. I mean, it wasn't really his, that's not his style either. But like, you know, I mean, the guy was a danger to all the players out there. So, good. Happy he's gone. Be gone.
1: It, it almost like they, they removed him out of like a, uh, you know, how buildings have like building policy where you're not allowed to have asbestos in the walls, yeah, yeah. otherwise, it cannot be built. It was like one of those no Nigel de Jong's allowed within yeah, this premises yeah. because
2: uh, it is dangerous to everyone. Uh, he got we, removed like they found lead in a school <laughs> in school paint. They're like, we gotta get everybody out of here real quick, we're gonna take this out. <laughs> so, yeah, look, I'm
1: uh, we got to see him play, uh, you know, when he was uh here in New York just a couple yeah. weeks ago. Uh, I you know, when he got there i didn't know too much about him i saw i know he he played for netherlands saw him a couple times uh but yeah like what was interesting was bruce arena's comments after he was sold because you have to like kind of justify it to some degree of why he was even there at all right and he did the well most people he literally said uh, i'm well i'm miss. i'm paraphrasing but he said like most people in america are not educated Educated enough to understand what Nigel De Jong does, which is he's he's just a violent man. I mean, I think you could put a hockey player. Yeah, there's a
2: couple guys in general population <laughs> at Rikers Island who're like, no, no, we get it. <laughs> he does the same thing we do. <laughs> Look, he's a he's a
1: he's a presence. He's a he's a uh, but. Look, he, he. I don't really feel like he was that much of a contribution. You know, like I no. get,
2: look, and you know, I gotta be honest. I don't think people feared going
1: to his side either. Yeah, he he was. It's not like he's like the most athletic of uh, of players or anything no. like that. Uh, and as a defensive midfielder, you know, he he would probably have the ball a lot and right. and doesn't he? Not, it's not like he made the best sort of decisions. Like we see uh, uh, Andoni Iraola uh, on NYCFC. Uh, that defensive midfield role and you know it's it's, it's it doesn't even necessarily require someone who's Extremely like aggressive, you no. know. Like, I mean, it's 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 good, but that's what you have, sort of have center backs before. It's more about your your spacing
2: and positioning and knowing where to be and and right, and making Which he was very good at. But I mean, it's not like he was, I don't think he's that I don't think he's gonna be that badly missed. I don't think I don't think uh NYC, I'm sorry, LA Galaxy season is gonna fall apart because Nigel DeJong is missing.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, but at the very least, like, at least they'll have. 11 players on the pitch. uh, Yeah, that's uh, true. A lot less red cards. (laughs) A lot less red cards. Uh, All right, and finally... Uh, El Salvador uh, in CONCACAF uh, no. no El Salvador is in is it no, Con- it is that's for Con- CONCACAF C- right C- okay. there, uh, I thought it was common ball for a second but no El Salvador in CONCACAF uh, they are obviously we're in the international break and they're playing uh, their World Cup qualifiers
2: trying to get out of that group they're in the last place doesn't look like they're, they're going not,
1: to uh, yeah El Salvador is n- not you know uh, they're 154 uh, right above St. Vince, Vincent and the Grenadines uh, yeah. so I have no idea if that's <laughs> correct yeah. but we, we know they're not the strongest. Side. No, and they are
2: in the last place in the group, so not going to happen.
1: Uh, but there was a new story that came out about El Salvador uh, being offered money to basically uh, influence the
2: match. They actually played that. The, they recorded this guy offering the money and they played it at the end of their press conference. <laughs> Which is what? A, what? 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 Like sports theater. How yeah. Great is that? I mean, this is soccer. <laughs> this is why people are like, why should I get into soccer? Just who would have thought to listen to an El Salvador press conference? Because imagine if like, you know, during
1: the Tom Brady deflate gate, if like one of the ball boys, they had a voicemail that was just like, hey, uh...
2: Just, this is Tommy this B This is Tommy B
1: just, yeah. Uh, yeah, Can you deflate the
2: balls please? Yeah. Don't tell Don't tell the commissioner
1: <laughs> Just like I don't know up. why he has
2: this accent <laughs> Don't tell the commissioner But that's I need how, those balls deflated that's how,
1: that's how Tom Brady talks When yeah. he's like committing yeah. a crime Hey
2: Giselle Get out of the room I'm doing something illegal here <laughs> He just completely It's, just so, it's like but, a Bobby Shmurda track He's just He's just putting himself in jail
1: But it's so strange Cause you usually never have Like that hard of evidence you no. know
2: to like accuse anybody of anything but also it's not really match fixing he's paying them to win that's not how match fixing works he, he basically he, he's, he's uh he wanted to
1: influence the the goal differential because he wanted this this person wanted he was like a gambler or
2: shark or whatever He's he's, he's a gambler who knows some of the players which immediately <laughs> i beg the question yeah why y'all such friends with a gambler <laughs> man yeah, you
1: you defriend these people on facebook pretty yeah, fast but
2: no, right? that's <laughs> you ignore these people <laughs> They, they should be coming up in the other message box the other inbox. That's all right. The filtered message. The try, right, Come on now. <laughs> like, so he was like, oh, he offered them $30 a minute of the game each to win. That's yeah. 20 if they draw 10 if they only lose by one. But it also seems like a, a, a very small sum of money. I mean, it's I mean, thirty thousand dollars. If you're from El Salvador, El Sab- that's pretty good but per player. That's for that guy. That's a big nut. Okay, but it seems to me like this guy was just trying to set up a bet. You know what I mean? Like, and also the 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 rumor is that he's trying to help Honduras because he wants Honduras to get in. This guy is trying to. So that's if El Salvador loses, uh, it could stop Honduras from being able to get in. It doesn't look like El Salvador is going to win, uh, but you know it's a toss up. Long story short, paying somebody to win that's a bonus. That's yeah. not match fixing. <laughs> it is point shaving, not point letting your beard grow you yeah, know what i mean
1: it, it, it's not match fixing but it is it, there's no way to it's still not okay i mean no. it, you know it's it's it, it's unethical 100 wrong <laughs> illegal yes but it's not match fixing it is not it isn't match fixing, but so it it, is, it, don't, it almost suggests that the reason that he was like uh, uh ratted on well, mm-hmm. almost seemed like it just like maybe wasn't enough money Yeah, yeah. to like, Come you, on, you seem like a better person by saying something and you seem like, Oh, that you're like uh, yeah. uh, altruistic and, and, right, and right, you right.
2: really believe in the game and 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 in fairness. It's like you tell your girl, like you see that big girl over there. She just flirted with me. Go get her. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, that's not going to affect you in any way, shape or form.
1: Yeah. So it's almost like, Oh, we gotta, we gotta say something and talk about this. Uh, but if it was like 15 K per player now,
2: yeah, we wouldn't have heard about. We wouldn't it. heard it would about it. Like, I can't believe El Salvador won by eight goals. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> El Salvador! Where have you been hiding <laughs> it this whole time? All, all this
1: energy, yeah. Top of the group. How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is, uh, you know, it, it's still a scary thing for a lot of people. You know, sure. because match fixing is like a, a reality, and and we know how, uh, you know, easily corruptible
2: uh, FIFA is. You know, like, yeah. I, I think the <laughs> I mean, most. I
1: think for a lot of people, the the most surprising thing was like the match fixing wasn't. Directly from FIFA Yeah we
2: <laughs> Although we don't know Who this gambler is It could be Jack Warner In like you know Those fake sunglasses With the nose And the mustache Yeah, yeah. Could that be Jack Warner Or Chuck Blazer Doing it <laughs> Via fax machine Yeah uh, it's shocking? Not really, but it's so funny. Like when you hear about it, you're like, "Oh my god!" But then you're like, "Yeah, no, it's soccer." Well, yeah, when you- this <laughs> is what happens in soccer. Yeah, I wish like- they would add this to FIFA. That would be oh, fine. the actual game. Yeah, yeah. Like you're playing in career mode, and someone comes up to you and's like, "Hey, dude, <laughs> yeah. I know just you're like, making your come debut. Come out of the shadows. The you-, you only see his eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> From- Looks like the unibomber's <laughs> sketch. He's just Look, I know you're about to make your debut for the senior team, but I uh, got, a, got a whole bank full of money. If you if you only lose by one, it's such an odd... I'd love to see that. That'd be fun. Well, I bet you PES, PES needs to do that because no one's playing pro evolution <laughs> soccer. I haven't played that. that. There was one year that it was pretty good, and then... I think it's better than FIFA now, but no one plays it because no of the played. online, and yeah. they don't have any of the team names. FIFA's I love don't... Arsenal. I'm not a big fan of North London Football Club, so... <laughs>
1: Very strong side that North yeah. London, you know, and they still don't buy any players that North nah. London,
2: <laughs> yeah, but they are Barcelona's partner for some strange reason. So they have like the best views of Barcelona players. They look mad real. Everyone else looks like, you know, Joey Barton, <laughs> everyone else. Well, all right,
1: guys, that's it.
2: That was another great episode. Another great
1: episode. Oh, in the books. Uh, just a couple things. Make sure you watch the Trump video. Make sure yeah, like and share and retweet or whatever you got to do. Make sure uh, you support Mack Weldon because by you supporting oh. Mack Weldon, you are... Supporting the Cooligans, uh, make sure uh, you buy some stuff from
2: there and uh, and use our use our discount code. Yes, please do. Listen, buy a pair of underwear. It's anything. This is honestly like you guys are always asking us how you can help the podcast. What can you do? This is it. This is the moment. They're doing a test with us just for the month of September. Uh, so if we can produce uh, some of our fans to buy from them, that would be huge. It Would go a long way towards them becoming our uh, stable, uh, you know, so, uh, sponsor, which would be amazing because we've been doing this for free for a long time um and you know a little bit of scratch here and there certainly helps exactly. uh so we 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 love mac weldon uh they've sent us some stuff you've heard the messages already you've heard the breaks but it's uh, we we love it and we think you will too again mac weldon m-a-c-k-w-e-l-d-o-n mac weldon right. uh get out there! you if you've heard it on other podcasts forget their promo codes <laughs> ours and you know what while you're sharing the trump video why don't you go ahead and put in a little note about Mack Weldon and give them the promo code and hopefully they'll go out and buy, uh, you know, just a little bit of (laughs) underwear.
1: Yeah, I'm wearing it now and it feels very, very comfy. Oh, yeah. So if anybody knows, you know, how my uh,
2: undercarriage is doing, it's doing pretty good.
1: It's in in Mack Weldon's hands. Yeah,
2: yeah. (laughs) we've all wanted it there. Uh, well, listen, you've listened to another episode of the Cooligans. My name is Alexis Guerreros. My name is Christian. We yeah, had a I'm lot cool. of fun, and uh, you've listened to yet another episode of the Cooligans. Cool again.